Hello and welcome to Beer and Money, a financial fireside chat for professionals. We work to simplify your finances so you can enjoy your life. Now here are your hosts, Ryan Burklow and Alex Collins. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Beer and Money. I am your host, Ryan Burklow. With me, as always, my co-host, the incomparable, <laughs> the adorable, Alexander B. Collins. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little bit nervous that you're building me up so much, but I appreciate it. <laughs> the adorable part is my favorite part of the introduction. So, <laughs> for, for those of you who are new, welcome to the show. Uh, this is a show where we talk about money and we try to talk about it in a, in a simple uh, manner as well as in an engaging manner. We understand that money is a taboo topic. Sometimes it can be stressful. Um, and we don't talk about it out loud with other people. And so we wanted to bring that to light and, and change that dynamic. In today's episode, um, Alex and I have actually done quite a bit of conversation uh, before hopping on here today. And the conversation started with, well, we understand where you know retirees are right now. Like a lot of them do not have the retirement savings that I guess they should. At least that's what the media is portraying. And I always question and wonder, okay, why is that? And, you know, Alex brought up, because Alex and I were talking about our savings rates, how much we each save uh, uh, of our income. And Alex said, if you don't mind me saying what you said, Alex. Go for it. No, go for it. it you said life today is more important than the future. I did. I, I believe that. And I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just maybe start sure. that off with, I don't want people to think like, oh, Ryan's saying that's wrong to think. That It's not at all what, I, what is wrong to think. It just started the conversation. Yeah, and well, it, and it intrigued me. It intrigued me, honestly, when, when you said it is, because you are the analytic, <laughs> like it really was like, wow, okay, that that shocked me. Tell me more. So why don't you share with it why you said that? Sure. Uh, so there's, there's really a couple different things that are that are behind that statement, um, and, and to give maybe a little bit more context uh, as well, Ryan and I had been talking about uh, proper savings rates and things of that nature, uh, and Ryan and I both firmly believe that 20% is the proper amount of savings. So if you take your gross income, the amount of revenue that you create, and multiply that by uh, 0.2 or divide by 5, that should give you how much you're saving. Um, and right now, uh, I'm not saving that much. I'm saving uh, roughly 15% of, of my income. Uh, and my, I mean the household income. And so we were, Ryan was surprised that I was okay not being at 20%. And, and like he asked me why. And I said, well, today is more important than the future. And then he asked me to, to defend that and say, okay, well, tell me more about that. Why, why do you feel that way? And this all stemmed from a conversation around the fact that Ryan and I, because of what we do, because we've spent years and years working with people on their personal finance, we, we know a lot of stuff that the, the general public just doesn't know. 
we have a lot more familiarity with it because we have helped folks to and through retirement because we know some of the things that can occur uh, because we know th some of the things that do occur and the, the answer that i had for him was a uh, i'm ahead of uh, my peers i'm ahead of where I, I i should be or expect to be right now given some of the work that i'd done earlier in my career to to build wealth and so i'm okay not saving 20 percent right now because i have a head start that was one of the things that i said and ryan go ahead and ask the question that you, that you did next because i thought that was incredibly profound yeah, so I followed up with, and everything Alex said is like that. That makes complete sense. And um, you know, I was going to state like my opinion of this, at least right now. And I'm not saying that I'm right, and Alex is wrong. Is just the way that I look at it is life today is just as important as the future. So that's what I kind of expected Alex to state and say. <laughs> no, this is what I believe. And so I asked him a follow-up question because what I hear him saying is, okay, so let me re-ask you the question. So said another way, what I'm hearing you say is you are okay with a lesser lifestyle in the future for a better one today. And I and, that's, then I asked, and I asked him, I go, so is that what you're saying? And it's a, it's a great question. Like that, that is the single question that needs to be asked and answered. And the way in which I answered that question was, no, I'm not okay with a lesser lifestyle in the future for a better one today. And I don't feel like where I'm at and what I know the future holds for, for me, for my family, for Ryan and I, for, for where we're going, that I'm actually doing that. And Ryan asked me to, to, define that a little bit more. And I said, okay, well, so because I'm ahead of where I expect to be, because I'm ahead of where I, I need to be to accomplish the goals in life that I want financially, I'm okay not doing the things that I need to be doing, saving 20%. I'm okay saving 15%. And, and Ryan reiterated the question and said, okay, well, but, but aren't you living, is, doesn't that mean that you're gonna live a lesser lifestyle in the future? for a better one today. And from that standpoint, he's 100% correct. I, I, I am. Now, I happen to be okay with where I am projected to be at retirement based on what I have right now and what I'm doing. And so then, Ryan re-asked the question like, okay, well, but couldn't you live a better life if you were saving 20%? And the answer, the answer is yes. Instead of retiring at 60, I might be able to retire at 55. Well, what I, what I followed up with, what I really said was, so what you're doing is you're giving up financial freedom earlier. Correct. Correct. And again, I, like, I, let me, I just want to keep saying this because I hope this is coming across in, in the way that we're in, 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 intending it to be. I'm not saying that that's not okay. Right. I'm just, it was a realization that I think Alex and I had around our intentions and what we're currently doing. 
Yeah. Well, and it, it kind of hit me in the face and there's a couple different things that like I had gut reactions of how, okay, like, what do I need to say to this? How do I defend myself and, 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 and what's actually going on? Why am I making the choices that I'm making? And, and, and Ryan's hundred percent, right. I should be saving 20%. Period. And I would make the argument, maybe you're about to do it live and, and tell me I'm wrong again uh, in terms of how I think you're going to answer this question. But my guess is you're not going to stay at 15% over the next 20 years. If I do, I'm uh, something's gone horribly wrong. You're 100% right. My plan is not to stay at 15%. Um, and, and so some now, of the things now, that let me, let me just, let, let's add a clarifier there. Is your plan to go up or down from 15? Up. Okay. Up, up and significantly up if I can, if I have, uh, if I'm able to control it the way in which I want to. So this whole, this whole conversation that, that it stemmed from, I was thinking, okay, why do Americans, why do we struggle? And right. We're emotional creatures. We love buying things. We're and marketers today even more so than ever before have us pegged oh i mean 100%. it's scary yes. how good they are and how they can track us and, and all that kind of stuff and uh, you know don't get me wrong i'm not telling you to live for today like i'm not saying that you shouldn't live for today what we are saying and i think this is there's there's three steps that we want you to take away from this conversation and a lot of what Alex stated as being okay with it and being like, some of you might be thinking, well, if they tell us 20%, why isn't Alex doing 20%? Why is he being a hypocrite? <laughs> right? Like, frankly, that's what I, I thought of. I'm going to be honest with you, Alex. And, sure. and, you, and you completely, you made a solid point. A, it's not 15% forever. Right. And most importantly, you actually know where you're currently at and you and i have enough conversations that i don't believe you're being naive agreed and there's one aspect that in the conversation that that we were having like really smacked me in the face and that was i'm okay with it because i was ahead I'm okay with it because I know what what typically happens on the back end of someone's career. And I was okay with it because I was on pace for my goal. And what hit me was one of the things that, that I'd said to you was I'm on pace, but if something goes wrong, I fall short. Yep. And if I'm ahead of pace and something goes wrong, I still am on pace. And what, what really struck me and what hit me was I can't take my foot off the pedal, even though I'm ahead, because if I do and something goes wrong, I'm now in trouble and my family's in trouble because of the decisions that I made. And that that really gave me a strong conviction and, and really kind of kind of messed with my my day uh, of thinking like, OK, nope, I need to get back to 20 percent. I need to do it as soon as possible. You know, which which ties other... back to the emotional like as I keep saying, it's freaking hard. Like we're not oh, going to sure. we're not going to BS you. It's difficult. 
and you're you're going to go up and down right like i'm not sitting here pretending that i've been saving 20% for my entire life right right and the point is hopefully we've got people in our lives that can bring this conversation up or at least have you rethink what's going on because lifestyle creep is like we've all heard it and we all inherently understand it yet we all inherently disregard it a hundred percent and i think that's actually what caused me to fall off the 20 percent um when uh when heather and i bought the house that we're in currently uh four years ago uh that's that's when we fell off and I, I'm 100% uh, at the time I was 100% comfortable with it, knowing that when I bought my first home, I took a step back for a couple of years, and then because of the way in which mortgages work and because of the way in which uh, 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 inflation works, the cost of my house is basically going to stay static, and my income is going to go up over time, and as a result, over time, I'm going to have the ability to rebuild that 5%. Now, life is going to occur and other things are going to get thrown at me. And so what I need to make sure I'm doing is getting back to that 20% as quickly as possible so that when other stuff occurs, it, at some point, I'm going to pay for Sienna's college. Now, we're doing some savings right now, but it's like we're not on track to pay for her entire college right now. And like because of the way in which you and I do planning, I'm comfortable with that. I, I don't. I'm not 100% sure that like Heather and I want to pay for her entire college. Like we want to make sure that she has some skin in the game, uh, because of all the people that I've talked to, friends, family, clients, the the folks that get the most out of college are the folks that have to work for it, that have to have some amount of skin in the game. Otherwise, it just is taken. For granted and not taken advantage of so let's let's go through the three steps now here alex that kind of gets people thinking like okay I, i'm hearing you ryan and alex what can what can i do about it or how can i think about this differently to see where i'm currently at well the first step is as we just said do you know where you're currently at Right. Yeah. And and are you make sure you're not coming back at it from a subjective mindset? And I I think it's gonna be impossible to not have some subjective in that mindset unless you're talking to someone that has nothing to do with your person. Even your spouse might be subjective and agreeing with you. So talk to someone maybe that is not in your household. Maybe it's your parent. Or maybe it's your advisor, or maybe it's just someone else. Start with yourself and your and your spouse. Get on the same page there. But right. where are you currently at? Where are you currently at? Like, have you when, even looked at it? And some people that might be a scary thought to even look at. Like, I think that's a big thing around. Well, I don't want to contact a financial advisor because, frankly, I don't freaking want to know because it's going to scare me. No, so many Americans take the approach of the ostrich and just bury their head in the sand, um, and it's. I can tell you from experience, one of the typical things that I hear from clients is, where were you five years ago? Where were you 10 years ago? Man, I wish I would have done this earlier. And not all of them are in optimal situations, 
but by understanding more about how finances work, by helping create financial balance, by understanding what are the steps that need to be taken, the earlier that we take those steps, the less dramatic, the less drastic they have to be to accomplish what we're what we need to accomplish to to fulfill your goals. Um, yeah. And so there's there's no better time than today to to get started on this stuff. Uh, and I absolutely love your question, Ryan. And and like your question was, are you being naive? So when we ask where are you at, do you know where you're at, and do you know where that's going to get you? And that's not, please don't hear that as a scare tactic. Um, we're human beings. Like, I'm sorry, I'm naive and very, in a lot of things, I'm sure in my life. Now, I attempt to talk to other people to call me out on the naiveness. But I, again, it, it, I take that step. And it goes back to, we've said it, I don't even know at this point how many times in this on this podcast, control what you can control. Well, and you actually did a great job today of kind of calling me out on being a little bit naive in that I'm comfortable being on pace, assuming that things are going to go right, assuming that things are going to go the way in which I anticipate. Now, I've got a little bit of redundancy built into that, but I need to fix it so that I'm now aiming to be ahead so that if something bad happens my family and my myself and our, our future is taken care of. Agreed. So let's, let's go over step number two here. So step one, where are you currently at? Like, do you actually know that? Step two, can now that you're currently at, right, what's, what's important to you? And so we've had an episode around, like, what's your philosophy around your money, right? And while you know, like my philosophy around my money is, is really looking at it like, okay, is that really going to bring me value long-term? Right. right. Like I brought up the example. My example was I was looking at buying a Porsche like one weekend <laughs> and I'm not even a car guy. Even my wife was like, why are you looking at a Porsche? And for whatever reason, I saw one on the road. I'm like, that would be really cool to drive. Let's go look. Now I didn't end up buying one because Luckily, my wife, and this is why I think my wife and I do really, really well. I think if I was left my own vices there, I would have bought it. But my wife said, you don't give a crap about cars. You drive a Hyundai Sonata. <laughs> so why are you going to spend that amount of money on a new car when you actually don't even need one right now? And so I, I didn't do it. So it came back to the philosophy around the value. Now, there's small stuff. Like I did buy the brand new Apple Watch. Right. But that's very different. You know, five hundred dollars compared to a hundred thousand dollars in a brand new car is extremely different. Right. Like bigger effects. So what's important to you? And always right. bring that up. And it's going to be like you're not going to be 100 percent holding to that philosophy. But if you can hold to it. Even 50 percent, how much better off are you going to be? Yeah. No, have I ever shared the story of the. Uh, of of myself and uh, uh Porsche? No. So when I was 17, uh my dad on a lark was we were the family was vacationing in Michigan and my dad uh took me to go look at at a uh, an older Porsche and it was uh an older Porsche and it was like a 1970 911. Uh, mid 70s 911. And I I'd always loved Porsches. It was, it, it still is my dream car. 
a 9-11. And the guy thought he was looking for him. And on the drive back, he goes, hey, what did you think of the car? I was like, it was a nice car. And he goes, well, would you want it? And I was totally shocked and taken aback. And I thought about it. And thankfully, and I, I like it kind of shocks me to this day, but uh, I, I said, no, I don't want that for a couple of reasons. One, I knew that I wasn't going to do the things that needed to be done. Like that car needed five to 10 minutes to warm up before mm. you actually like drove it. And I knew me as a 17 year old wouldn't do that. Wouldn't wait. <laughs> I, I just wouldn't. I'd I, like, I wouldn't wait now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and so like that was one of the reasons why I said no is because I, I didn't want to destroy this beautiful thing. The other thing was I was looking at it going, I can't be a 17 year old and get my dream car. That will ruin me. Mm. Now, like thinking back, I'm like, wow, it would have been really kind of cool to have that car and how much different would like, I don't know what life would have been like had I, had I said yes. Like maybe it would have taught me the patience that I needed to like let the car warm up. <laughs> and I think your, patient, your patience would be five minutes stronger. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but it's it's that type of it's that type of thinking that we're trying to get to is how naive are we being with with the decisions that we're making? Um, and thankfully, in that in that circumstance, I, I wasn't naive, and I was able to go ahead and identify. Nope, I don't have the patience to be able to wait the five to 10 minutes for that car to warm up. So we've established where are we currently at? We've established talking about what's important to you, what's right as a family, as a household. And then step number three, and this is the most important step. What are you going to do about it? What's the action? Right? Because we've all heard, you know, take you know, take working out. We all know we need to work out, right? It's good for our, our health. And how many of us, and I'm raising my hand right now, said, oh, I'll get it done tomorrow. Like you went on a workout routine. You're like, ah, I don't feel like it today. I'm going to do it tomorrow. A month goes by. I'm going to do it tomorrow. Another month goes by. I think I'll wait till next year. Two years goes by. Well, you know, I should really get to that working out, right? So well, hey, Ryan, when are you going to take that action step? Tomorrow the air actually cleans up enough for me to go actually go outside and, and work out. Well, you could have worked out inside. So I'll call you out on that. So either way you could have done it. Yeah. It's <laughs> my point is that we all create excuses about what we can do and why we can't do it. And, and how did, how tomorrow is going to be better. Yep. And like your example right now of doing 75 hard is a perfect example of, just getting it done and why tomorrow isn't better. Yeah. Um, yeah, we will do a whole 75 hard is, is an interesting uh, thing that I'm doing. For those of you who don't know real quick, you know, um, it's a program that I read about where it holds me to um, working out twice a day for 45 minutes, drinking a gallon of water, reading 10 pages um, on a diet and no alcohol. And you have to do it for 75 straight days. And it seems really, really easy at first. Believe me, I'm on day 40 today. 
it's harder today than it was day two, three, four, like every day prior, because now it's just get the monotony of it all. It's, it's difficult and I want to change it. And it's, it's teaching me a lot. Um, that might be a whole nother episode to talk about actually, Alex, it's, it's a lot of stuff is tying back to what we're talking about right now, actually. But coming back to the three steps here, so if ending on what do you need to do about it? Taking action. Are you on the right path, Alex? Yeah, it, when it, it, that's actually one of the things that's holding me back is that I, I know that I'm on the right path. And, and like the thing that has convicted me today in our conversation is I don't want to be on the right path. I want to be ahead. You know, my entire life, I have been, you know, the head of the class. I've been an overachiever. I've accomplished more than, uh, more, I've always been that high achiever. And being on the right path isn't okay. I need to be ahead for a couple reasons. One, it, it, it speaks to me as to who I am. But regardless of that, if I'm not ahead and something bad happens, something that's out of my control, and you and I have talked again ad nauseum about control what you can control. If I'm not ahead and something bad happens, I fall short. It's within my control to be ahead so that if something bad happens, I now attain my goals as opposed to oh, well, it's this thing that I don't control that prevented me from doing it. No, it was the choices that I made that prevented me from doing it. And I don't, I don't want to ever be in that position. And so I need to make sure that I, I'm correcting the things to, to be ahead of the right path. Love it. So I think that brings us to the question of the day. And the question of the day, and please go to uh, beerandmoney.net two podcasts in a row. I got it right. Um, who or what is the objective measure that you use for your finances to know where you're at and where you're going? We hope this episode was valuable for you. Um, I actually had a lot of fun recording. I mean, I have a lot of fun recording every episode. This one got into a lot of the whys of what we do with our money and the the head junk, which is becoming more and more of my favorite topic. So for better or for worse, um, if you got any value out of this, feel free to share it with your friends and your family. Um, give us a rating. Uh, that, that helps this podcast reach more people. And if you're getting value out of it, maybe there's some other people that could get some value out of it. So as Alex said, head to beerandmoney.net. Um, you can see our, our episodes there. You can reach out to us there. Um, and really, you know, we hope we hope you're taking this to heart and you're creating action steps for yourself and you're doing them. So yeah, have a good if, rest. If you, if you didn't get value out of it, please go to beerandmoney.net and tell us what you want to hear in the future. Tell us how we can improve, what topics you want to hear. Uh, this is a podcast for you guys. So the more feedback that we get, the better we're going to be able to, to support you in what you're trying to accomplish. 100%. So have a good rest of your day, everybody. And as always, Alex. Cheers.
This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources from the security provider, please make sure that all situations can be made. Therefore, the information should be provided from only reports to the individual professional Consult your tax legal or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investments are continuous and financial advisors, Park Avenue.